Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is David Barco. For more than 25 years, David has been developing, managing, and executing successful PR campaigns for some of the world's leading brands and most promising startups. He founded Carve Communications in 2014 and is headquartered in South Florida with team members located across the country in most major cities. Carve Communications is a PR agency that exists at the intersection of technological innovation and everyday life. Before founding Carve Communications, David led BW Entertainment's launch of PartyPoker.com in New Jersey and ran a comprehensive thought leadership campaign for Mindtree, one of the world's leading IT service firms. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. David Barco. Thanks for having me, Ed. I appreciate it. So first off, David, why do you do what you do? (laughs) That's a great question, probably with a longer answer than we have time for. Um, What I do what I do for two reasons. One is because I still love, even though I don't actually do the PR work anymore, right, in public relations, I still love the feeling of when my team gets a hit, gets that placement for the client, right? Because that's what we're here for. That's what I started doing. 25 years ago, and I still have that passion for that, even when I used to do the work every single day. And part two is the team that I've built, right? And seeing that team and succeed and grow and accomplish, and most importantly, the team being completely on board with my vision for the agency and our vision for success for both us, our clients, and most importantly, the team itself. So talk to me a little bit about when you recognize or when should a company recognize that they need the help of a PR firm? That's a great question. Um, You know, understanding when to execute PR, no matter what type of client you are, if you're a small business with 15 people, if you're, you can call them a medium, medium to large size business with 500 employees, um, you need a PR firm or how to make the decision to choose a PR firm or go in the PR direction to us is really based upon what does your roadmap look like? And do you have a sustainable story to tell behind your narrative? Are there things that you want to build awareness with? It could be hard news. I'm launching a product. I'm launching a service. I brought on a new C-suite executive. I've opened a new franchise location somewhere. Those are hard news things. But do you also have the ability to have a unique POV? And are you willing to have a unique POV on trends, problems, issues, opportunities that are happening, not just within your business, because we all know we all know each of you listening, right, are experts in your own business and your own company. But you also have a POV and be an expert in what's happening in your industry, because that's when customers, whether they're consumers, whether they're under enter, other enterprises, make that choice to buy what you're selling, whatever that is. And so PR, right, you should choose PR when you're willing to go out on that limb or go out and have that POV, or you've got news to tell and you want to build that awareness and establish that authority within an industry. That's when you're really best at knowing when to choose a PR firm. And is PR more uh, integrated with the marketing strategy, or is it separate and apart from it in a lot of places? Oh, it should never. It should never be separate, right? PR, marketing, advertising, content, sales have to all be integrated. We always say PR can never live alone on its island, and that's traditionally been what's happened. 
at least during my 25 years in this business. And some businesses take PR and they stick it over here and marketing and advertising run over here. They have to work together because what we're doing in PR is earned media, right? You open that newspaper, you read that magazine, you get on TechCrunch or whatever your favorite newsletter is, and you see that article written by a journalist about a company. But at the same time, you're getting on LinkedIn, you're getting on Facebook, you see something on Instagram, that's an advertisement, or you see a commercial on TV, or you're hearing about it through word of mouth for a friend. They all have to work together because that earned media runs right alongside that paid media. And that earned media that we do in PR justifies, right? It recognizes the authority of that brand that is advertising to you in a paid, uh, in a paid realm in that earned side of the business as well. Is, so that brings up an, an interesting question. Is, is, PR, is paid media a requirement for PR? Do you have to do the paid media in order to get the PR? No, they're no, it's not a requirement whatsoever. They're two completely different things, right? So paid media, it's okay. I want to buy half a page ad or I want to buy that banner ad. You pay for that and you're guaranteed impressions and that's your space five times a day, a hundred times a day, whatever the number is. But in what we do on earned, we're actually going and we're saying, okay, there's a media outlet, right? A trade magazine. If you're in the concrete business, right? There's concrete world magazine. We're going to identify a reporter that writes for Concrete World Magazine who writes about the topic of when to buy more trucks. And you're an expert on when to buy more trucks. We're going to find that reporter and say, hey, Joe Smith or Jane Woolridge over at this concrete company is an expert on when to buy more concrete trucks. And that reporter said, great, I've been looking for somebody to help me understand when to buy concrete trucks in this very unknown uh, economic environment that we live in. What is Jane's opinion on when you should buy 20 more trucks. That's earned media. We're not paying that reporter to do that. Our clients are paying us, but that reporter is looking for an opinion. It's looking for somebody to turn to as a resource. It's looking for brands or companies that are willing to take a position and that are innovating or driving change within an industry. So that is earned. And they, it's one. you do not need one or the other. Um, you do not need paid for earned and you do not need earned for paid. So when PR people get together, uh, what do they argue about? What do, what do, what's a dispute? What is a dispute within the PR community? I love that question. That's the easiest one to answer for me. So I'm glad you asked it. Um, it's about the value of public relations. What is the value of PR, right? There are measurements um, that we've been, I've been using for 25 years, and they've been used long before, both in the world of PR, as well as in the world of paid marketing, right? Typical metrics of impressions and reach. And we can say to a client, oh, we got your, we got an article about you in the Wall Street Journal and it reached 15 million people. There's no way 15 million people read that article, right? Or we put you your product on the Today Show that's watched by nine and a half million people every single morning. Nine and a half million people aren't really watching every morning and they might have seen your product because they might have changed channels or left to go to work. So the question always becomes, what is the real value of PR and how do you measure the value of PR and illustrate that ROI to a client? We have our own methodology of doing that, where we give a numerical score to coverage that illustrates to our clients um, that goes above and beyond reach and impressions, because we've learned over time that inherently some pieces of coverage we secure are more valuable than others. And this is an argument that's as old as time in PR is what is the real true measurement of the value of that earned placement um, as we present it to our clients and they wonder what they're spending their money on. And David, we have an exit question that we ask all our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Um, 
a hero of mine is my father. Actually, this summer will mark 15 years since he's passed, unfortunately. Um, and he's a hero of mine, not for business and, and not for work, but more for um, what he taught me and what's instilled in me in, in family um, and in the time that I take with my family now and in the time that he took with me to always be there, always be at a game, always be somewhere. Um, and so he's the hero of mine that I always try to take with me um, and use every single day. Certainly sometimes in business, as he was an entrepreneur for a long time, um, but really more in living life and evening out your life and and taking the time for your children, your wife, your family. Um, and that's where, really why he's a hero of mine. And lastly, David, how can somebody contact you? Oh, you can reach me. Uh, my email address is david at carvecoms.com. That's like carve a turkey, C-A-R-V-E-C-O-M-M-S.com with two Ms. You can also find us at carvecoms.com, our website. You'll see right there. It says, we don't want to be your agency. We want to be your partner. That'll shock some people. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on uh, with my name, David Barco, uh, any other social media outlets that are out there. But that's probably the best way to reach me is email or our website. All right. David Barco, founder of Car of Communications, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.